Today, we're taking a look at the position-by-position breakdown of the Florida Gators versus Georgia Bulldogs game this Saturday, and then we'll take a look at the Florida Gators versus Georgia Bulldogs series by the numbers only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day, available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Thursday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Hall9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. I will preface today's episode by saying, I'll tell you now, there are nine positions we're going to look at. We are looking at five offensively, four defensively. I have it split right now, four, four, and one, pretty much. Uh, It could go five and four or four or five, depending on how you look at the quarterback position. I think these teams are evenly matched for the most part, but there are two positions where Georgia is better by a lot. Like There are two positions that I'll get to but that Georgia's very, very good at and Florida's average at. And I, I think that's really the uh, the separator here. And I, I don't think Florida gets that benefit at any one position. You know, like I said, I've got them winning four def- definitively, and I've got Georgia winning four definitively. But I, I don't think that Florida has any position where they have as big a gap as Georgia does at these two positions next. But First up, I'm going to get right into it. Quarterbacks. This is the one where it's the tie. It's the split. It's based on where you're going. Florida wins this if Anthony Richardson is the starter. But I think if Emory Jones is a starter, Georgia wins. And I don't care who Georgia starts. I think it's as simple as Florida if they are, Georgia if Emory. And I I hate saying that because, you know, you guys know that I, I love Emory. I very openly supported him, his play style, all that stuff, his struggles, his ups, downs, whatever it may be. But I, I don't think he's better than Stetson Bennett or JT Daniels. I think Anthony Richardson, if he plays as well as we're expecting of him, he could be better than both of them pretty easily. But quarterback's easily the murkiest position around there. It's the only one where I didn't pick a winner because it genuinely matters who starts. So... I, I mean, I think it's close either way, which is why I don't care so much about it because I don't think there's a big gap in either direction. So that's why I'm like, what? I, like, I'd rank the quarterbacks like A.R., Bennett, Daniels, Emery, and it's like they're, they're so close still, but that's where we're at. Looking at running back, I'm giving the edge to Florida here just outright. Uh, I think that the Florida running backs – you know, Damian Pierce, Malik Davis, Nick Wright. I, I think that our running backs make a lot happen out of nothing. This is something I've been speaking about a lot. I, I Look, nothing taken away from Georgia's running backs. But there, and if you want to look at numbers, you can look at numbers. If you want to look at film, you can look at film. I think either one supports Florida. Because if you look at the numbers, they're pretty even. But I Georgia's backs do the same with a significantly better offensive line, which, spoiler, uh, Georgia's going to win the offensive line when we get there. But I I think that that's really where 
Florida separates themselves. I think this is the biggest talent advantage that Florida has anywhere. It's running backs because our running backs make so much happen with such a bad offensive line versus Georgia's running backs. You know, congrats, you're productive, you make things happen, but you've got a significantly better and a significantly more consistent offensive line. And I think that's the biggest gap here. Then at receiver, this is what really worries me because I gave receiver to Florida too. And that means that you guys know they win four, maybe five, three or two to three of them are in the first three positions. So it's not super promising when you think, okay, well, we've got two offensive positions left, four defensive, not looking like, not looking great for uh, Florida down the stretch, but I, I think receiver is pretty easy to me. Also, I think that, you know, uh, Georgia does a great job of bringing in these good recruits. I, I think that's all they do though. I don't think that they have productive receivers. Or I don't think they have receivers that are productive as they should be. I don't think they have receivers that look as good on film as they should, given the expectations placed on them. And granted, part of that could be that the quarterbacks for Georgia typically suck. So that could be the, I mean, sorry, they had Justin Fields. He was fantastic. Um, <laughs> not for long, but yeah, you know, he's fantastic. Great, great college quarterback. I still think he's going to be a great pro either way. I, I digress on that talk, but uh, yeah, I, I think Georgia's receivers were kind of a, a, a very highlighted point of their offense as to why their passing attack could be more successful this year but I don't think that they have been as productive as they should have been. A lot of their passing production has gone to Brock Bowers, who's a tight end, who we're going to talk about in a second. But I, I think Florida's receivers make things happen consistently, and I think that's the big difference. And also Florida's receivers, they've been better in contested catch situations this year. They've been really underrated from people that don't watch Florida every week and don't understand the struggles that this offense has had. It hasn't been because of the receivers. So I, I think Florida wins this one pretty handedly as well, similar to the running back uh, position battle here. I think this one's not super close, but I don't think it's enough to say that it's a blowout at all. Looking at tight end, I'm giving the edge to Georgia here. And you know that hurts me because I, I love Florida's tight ends. It's not a knock on our tight ends at all. I think we have better depth. Don't get me wrong. I think Florida has better depth at tight end than Georgia does. But Florida doesn't use their depth as much as they should. Kimori Gamble, the starting tight end, doesn't play as much as I think he should. So that's why I, I'm giving this one to Georgia. When we look at pretty much Kimori Gamble versus Brock Bowers, Brock Bowers has been phenomenal this year. As a receiver, he's been incredibly productive. He's obviously a good blocker. So I think production really is what, what it came down to for me. This is one of those positions where I think it's very close. Uh, I, 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 don't think that this is one of the positions where Georgia has a massive lead at all. I think if given the opportunity and and the targets, uh, Kamori Gamble could be just as productive as Brock Bowers. When it comes down to it, he's not given the same opportunity, so that's why he's not there. And part of that is because Florida's receivers are better than Georgia's, where Brock Bowers needs to be a focal point of this Georgia offense. Florida? Not so much. And Brock Bowers, I will also give the blocking edge. You guys know that I, I've had my gripes with Kamori Gamble's blocking where he just like throws his shoulder into dudes, doesn't put his hands up, doesn't get his hands on him, isn't active there. So I will give it to Georgia. Georgia wins a tight end battle. That's the first one that they've definitively won for me. And then the offensive line is just, <laughs> I mean, do I have to get super in-depth here? Like our offensive line, Florida's meaning, obviously, 
Florida's offensive line is um average at best. Um whereas Georgia's offensive line pretty damn good. So it's really as simple as that. Georgia's offensive line is just better in every way possible. Like I've mentioned, Florida's running backs are productive by their own merit, simply simply by their own work there. Georgia's because their offensive line is so good. I think Georgia demolishes Florida at the offensive line spot of this battle. And this is the second biggest gap that I will give Georgia here. The the next one is coming in the – or the – other one is coming in the defense, but this one is just so clearly Georgia to me. I I, I hate what our offensive line has done penalties wise, just productivity wise. I don't think they've been that good. Uh, they're they're incredibly frustrating for me. And the, we're gonna get to the defense, but first, I'm just gonna give a big thank you to Sweat Block. Honestly, I'll give you a thank you in advance because I know that Saturday I'm gonna be sweating here, 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 ev- everywhere. I'm going to be sweating for this Florida-Georgia game. This one is going to be, I don't care if it's a close one or not. I'm treating this like any other rivalry game where I'm going to be sweating like a maniac when hyping it up. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. And trust me, I would know. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, then go to bed and you wake up, shower, and bam, the next morning you're good to go and go throughout, go about your day without worrying about sweat and unslightly sweat stains on your shirts, guaranteed. And I know that sounds too good to be true, but I only have to use it once or twice a week to keep me dry. Use promo code LOCKED ON to get 20% off at sweatblock.com or get it at Amazon where it is a top seller or CVS. And, you know, I grew up around the block from a McDonald's. I still live around the block from one, but it's a different one. It's a recently renovated one. It looks very nice, by the way. But um, I used to go two to three times a week after school when around the block from my old childhood home. And then we'd go back to my house. We'd play PlayStation for a few hours um, to have no responsibilities. Just amazing. I used to look forward to that all the time, every pretty much Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And it, it was owned by a family and a son who would come hang out at our table. We'd spend hours talking about how crappy the Jets are, the Giants, whether they were, you know, in the Super Bowl that year or just horrible. There is no in between there. But it'd be awesome. We'd spend all day there. I, I might go grab some for dinner tonight. I'm just letting you know. Like, it, it's Thursday night football. Why not? I got to work late, busy schedule this week. So I might as well just, just you know, why not indulge a little bit. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did someone say Lockdown Gators watch party? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Now looking at these defensive position breakdown here. Interior defensive line, similar to tight end, I'll say. I'm giving it to Georgia. I think it's very close. I think that Florida has better depth, but... If we're looking at this Georgia defensive line and you look at the interior defensive line, you look at a very large man with Davis written on the back of his jersey. And Jordan Davis has been phenomenal this year for Georgia. He's honestly just been so great that, and this is obviously, I said it's close, especially when you look depth wise. I think that. Of the top four interior defensive linemen uh, in Saturday's game, I think three of them are Florida. But Georgia's got that one that's really freaking good. 
So Jordan Davis, he they get the edge because of that, and because he's the one that plays the huge majority of the snaps, whereas we rotate uh, pretty much three defensive linemen very frequently with Antonio Valentino, Daquan Newkirk, and Javon Dexter. But uh, I'm, I'm giving this one to Georgia. It's very close. It's kind of similar to quarterback where it's like, ah, oh, you, could, you could take your pick here. It depends on what you're looking for. But I, I think this one goes to Jordan Davis and the Georgia Bulldogs, as much as I hate to say it. Looking at edge, Florida, uh, which means obviously there are two positions left. One's going to Georgia. One's going to Florida after this. But uh, looking at edge, I give it to Florida. Georgia's had a good pass rush productive-wise. They've been, they've been good with sack numbers. They've been very productive here. But there are a few things that makes me give this to Florida. First of all, Florida's done it primarily with Zach Carter and Britton Cox Jr. They've been finding success with a very bad scheme on their own uh, in, in tight games as well, whereas Georgia's been in blowouts where opposing teams are forced to pass the ball so they know they could just pin their ears back and go. But also Georgia's pass rush has kind of been um, – it's, it's kind of been a product of scheme more than – just outright edge talent because they've had inside linebackers or in their top four in sacks because they blitz people kind of a lot um, because they can do that. They've got athletes throughout. So if you could time a blitz with Georgia, you're going to kill people. But again, interior linebackers, inside linebackers, I'm not going to include you in the edge just because you're pass rushing there. Uh, so, so Florida gets the edge for me here at edge, which is annoying that I just did that, but Florida gets the edge here. For me, I, I think that our pass rush, and you know, I'm not just saying Britton Cox Jr. and Zachary Carter. I'm talking about Princely. I'm talking about Chris Bull. I'm talking about all of our guys. You know, Jeremiah Moon, when he lines up at edge, everyone. I'm saying that we have the better edge defenders than Georgia does. Looking at linebacker, this is so, so, so easily and far away the biggest talent gap. A uh, bit way bigger than offensive line. I think offensive line is a pretty big talent gap, but Georgia. I mean, it's it's not close. Georgia's linebackers are phenomenal freaks of nature. They've always got very good linebackers. This might be the best bunch I've ever seen from the Bulldogs, which I hate admitting because just giving a compliment is just atrocious for me. But that's the fact of the matter that Georgia's Georgia's linebackers are so damn good. And Florida's are, honestly, I don't even want to say average at best. I think they're bad. Like, if, if we had Ventrell Miller, Georgia would still get the edge. But we're, we're talking about it at a different, we're talking in a different uh, talent gap in that way. But we don't, we've got, you know, our, our linebackers have been just uh, disappointing, I guess, is what I'll say. They've been very bad throughout. So this one's going to Georgia. It's not super close. And it was never really going to be close. But, um, yeah, I mean, Georgia wins a linebacker one easily. They've got maybe between Georgia and Bama, the top two linebacking groups in the nation. Uh, and after that, it's not very close with any other school. So, yeah, Georgia takes linebackers. And then moving on, I grouped corners and DBs together as just – uh, corners and safeties together as just defensive backs because I, I just did it. Um, I'm breaking down linebackers. And so I figured why, why, like, I'm not going to go Will Sam, Mike, like, I'm, I'm just going to go linebackers, DBs. Um, either way, I think Florida wins it. Um, close, though. I think it's very close. If Georgia was healthy, I think I'd probably give this one to Georgia, you know, primarily with Tyke Smith. If Tyke Smith was healthy, I, I think I'd give it to Georgia. 
But the simple fact of the matter is that they're, it's similar to linebacker. Like I wouldn't give Florida linebacker if Ventro and Miller was healthy, but I'd be leaning a little bit more towards it. So um, that's why it's like, yeah, no, I, I think this one is close enough where I could say if Tyke Smith was healthy, I'd probably give this one to Georgia, but he's not. It's as simple as that. Um, I, as much as I want to say, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm being unbiased here. I, I realize that it, it kind of seems like I'm being biased because it's very evenly split for a team that's number one in the nation compared to unranked. But if I was breaking down coaches, <laughs> we'd be getting into it today. But no, I, I think it's DBs, and I think it's very close. Uh, but I, again, I, I think just Tyke Smith's injury, I guess he hasn't been there the whole year, but or pretty much the whole year. But I, I think I'm going to give this one to Florida just because I think it's close enough. But I also think that, yeah, I, I think Florida gets this one. Specifically, you know, their corner one's Darian Kendrick. Our corner one is Kyrie Elam. I think that one's not super close. I love Kyrie Elam. I think he's better than Darian Kendrick. I think he might be better than Derek Stanley. I think he's better than Andrew Booth. So I'm not super worried about that one. Safeties, I think we win in general. Corner two is where we're really rough. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm going to give this one to Florida. It's very close. Again, it's a pretty evenly split matchup, position-by-position position breakdown. It's just that where Georgia's better, they are significantly better, and that's really what sets them apart. And, honestly, the coaching has just been more consistent with Georgia. So, yeah, they kind of get that one as well. But now time to look at it by the numbers right after this. Need something to do with your stimulus, tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin, NIL, bet online, prize fix money? Visit rockauto.com right now for all of your car parts needs. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You guys know I am so useless when it comes to doing anything with a car besides driving it, really, uh, and filling up gas. I can do that, yay. Um, but I wanted to get familiar with the website because I have a car now, so I need to, you know, get get parts here and there. And uh, luckily, my family can do all the all the handiwork. But I gotta still buy the parts. But whether it's brake pads, taillights, hydraulics, fuzzy dice in the mirror, whatever it is you need, spark plugs, yay! Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Whether it's for your classic. Or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know exactly who sent you anybody else make money this weekend because i know i did but didn't and did but didn't and today i've lost money so i'm just gonna let you know that uh bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place bets on all of your sports action i lost money betting on russian basketball today so thanks, Bet Online. You're awesome for letting me bet on that, but also how dare you encourage me for that. And obviously, Florida not playing last week kind of helped me a little bit. Bet Online covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today, which is how I like to bet and sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports protectors. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L-O-C-K-E-D, no space. Oh, and now we're going to look at the Florida-Georgia series by the numbers. Georgia currently currently leads the series 52-44-2. Uh, both teams have a longest win streak of seven games in a row. Georgia's from 1941 to 1948 florida's longest win streak was from 1990 to 1996 
And this one sucks to talk about. Georgia's largest margin of victory is 75 to 0 uh, in 1942. And Florida's was 47 to 7 in 1996. So, you know, Florida's been. Had, he's the Florida's had their more dominant stretch at least in the past uh, seventy years. Unlike Georgia, who of course you know they they were fantastic early on when Florida was younger program back then. But when Florida was a younger program, it was you know Georgia was winning it more often. Yeah, sure. But uh, Florida balanced it out in the nineties, and you know they've been trading wins. I believe that's I believe Florida's four and six in the past 10 matchups. So, you know, obviously Georgia's winning this series over the past a decade, but it's, it's pretty close. Dan Mullen is one in three versus, versus uh, Kirby Smart. The first win, of course, was last year in a 44 to 28 win for the Gators. This has not been an easy series for the Florida Gators. And looking at the long run, it kind of hasn't even been um a even series if if you look at things like it, it goes a lot of there's a lot of stretches between who wins what you know florida's had their seven game stretch but like the way it works out more often than not is like you know florida wins one georgia wins four florida wins one georgia wins four there's a stretch where uh you know like starting in 1990 when florida started their win streak they won seven straight then Georgia won one, and then Florida won five or six in a row, and then Georgia, then Florida, Florida, then Georgia, then Florida, Florida, then Georgia, 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 then Florida, 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 and then of course we've got Georgia, 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 Florida last year, which I realize is a lot of Georgia, Florida, Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Florida, Florida, Georgia, sound like an auctioneer, but uh, that's where we're at now, and of course ties are no longer a thing. Um, it's... <sighs> It's frustrating. Like we have more national championships, so at least we could celebrate having more natties. But Georgia's got more conference championships, bowl games, higher win percentage of all time, uh, bowl record, more All Americans. But Florida's got the Heisman's and the draft picks and the first round picks and the weeks in the AP poll and and the weeks at number one. Like Florida's had higher peaks than Georgia has had. Although right now Georgia is having a Pretty incredible peak, um, but I don't think it's as dominant as Florida's highest of highs. Of course, the seventy-five nothing win is the highest peak that we've seen. But you know, I, I think t in terms of team success, Florida's had higher higher peaks and more more um, notable moments, whereas Georgia hasn't done so. But Georgia has had Florida's number for the most part over the past. 100 years, uh, well, 106 years. So, yeah, it, it's been a fun series. Yay, not super close, not super competitive on a more consistent basis because it is funny that it's like most games are not one-score games. It's, it's a lot of big wins, which is weird uh, to say the least. But, um, yeah, no, especially when you look at these teams, where it's like oh, they're not typically thought of as like a high-scoring teams. But they're high-scoring close matchups, and that's why I say I don't care that the spread is 14 points for Georgia. I'm betting Florida because I think this is one of those games where anything can happen. There's not a lot of blowouts here. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people are giving Florida credit for. I think people are 
kind of looking at Florida's ups and downs and be like, oh, like they're then they suck. And it's like, well, I think Florida plays up to their competition and plays down to their competition. There is no level for Florida. So I'm expecting a close matchup. I'm hoping for a close matchup. And I, I can't wait. And I can't wait for tomorrow when we get to look at the keys to victory for Florida offensively and defensively. But thank you for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown SEC. Get all of your daily SEC news in less than 30 minutes with SEC expert Chris Gordy of Sports 790. It is free and available on all platforms. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole 9 Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out my pin tweet. Let Lockdown know why Florida Gators have the best fan base in all college football. And I will see you all tomorrow.